broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Here's your host, Randy Tobler. Well, as we roll along here, winding down the week, heading towards a weekend, a bit of a football desert weekend, um, there's a lot else happening. Extremely exciting. And this morning, not only did we learn that spring will be here early, don't jinx us. But just an hour ago, Dr. Bob Onder, our guest this segment on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, made a major announcement. Welcome, Dr. Bob. How are you? Good morning, Randy. Great to be back. So I'm here on your Twitter feed. It looks like you're uh, changing hats from candidate for lieutenant governor to candidate for Missouri's 3rd District. Tell us what's up. Yeah, that's right, Randy. Well, as you know, uh, just a little over a month ago, I was on your show talking about m- my run for lieutenant governor. But uh, Blaine Lukemeyer surprised everyone with an announcement earlier this month or last month uh, of his retirement. So why am I now switching to a run for Congress? Well, I'm running for Congress because our country is in a state of crisis, and it is a crisis of Washington, D.C.'s making. Um, In Congress, it's Groundhog Day year after year, uh, sending the same liberal Democrats and weak Republicans to Congress. And they're not listening to the problems of the people of our country. Um, you know, uh, we we have uh, we have illegal aliens run overrunning the southern border. Congress is doing nothing. Rising inflation and cost of living, cultural decline, poor educational achievement, rampant wokeness, and those problems are all a result of poor leadership in Washington D.C. So my family was faced with the decision how. We can best serve this state and this country, and uh, that's why I am running to be your next congressman. Now, we've heard from a lot of folks in mid-Missouri that they would prefer a mid-Missouri candidate for CD3. When you are talking to folks, if you get that um, position, I mean, how do you respond to that? Yeah, yeah, Stephanie, that's a great question. Yeah, I'll be uh, talking to the good folks uh, of Montauk County tomorrow night about about that. Uh, we well, look. We as Missourians, as Americans, face the same problems. You know, we 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 face a country that is being plagued by the Biden open border policy. Uh, Seven million illegal aliens crossing our southern border since. Biden was sworn into office. And and what is Congress doing, this so-called bipartisan border deal of letting in 5,000 illegal aliens a day, that's 1,800,000 per year, um, along with those illegal aliens, fentanyl and human trafficking, um, the, the rampant spending that's resulted in rising cost of living, $11,000 for the average family since uh, Biden took office just to maintain the same standard of living. These problems face um, folks in St. Charles County. They face folks in Boone County and Cole County and Montauk County and Cooper County. Uh, equally, and uh, I, I believe that, uh, that 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 Missourians uh, are all over the state uh, are tired of tired of Washington not listening, tired of Washington that's beholden to the swamp and the establishment, and they want to send a conservative leader to Washington who will listen to them and take our country back. Talking with uh, Dr. Bob Onder, who has just uh, this morning announced his candidacy for Missouri's 3rd Congressional District, uh, that uh, Blaine Lukemeyer will be vacating. Uh, Bob, you've been to this rodeo before. 
you ran against Blaine in the primary, what, a decade or so ago? About uh, a decade or so, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was a good race. Uh, what did you learn from that that will inform you on this race with a little different flavor, some other candidates already in the mix? Uh, you know, how, well, how are you informed? Because, if you know, if you don't learn from history, you're bound to repeat it, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'd first like to, um, you know, Blaine and I squared off in 2000 and, you know, eight. Uh, there were, I believe, six folks in the race. I came in second to Blaine. And I have to thank Blaine for his service. He has uh, been a solid supporter of innocent human life, of the Second Amendment. Uh, recently, from his position on the Financial Services Committee, he has stood up to the woke ESG agenda that many in that industry are promoting. So I thank Blaine for his service. Um, but you know why? We had considerable headwinds back in the last election. It was a very short cycle, similar to this one. The geography really didn't uh, favor, uh, you know, a candidate from uh, from my region at the time. Uh, but more than anything, uh, I was not as well known by the voters, uh, having having only served one term uh, in the state house. Now, uh, a little bit later, the people all over Missouri know me to be a conservative fighter who is willing to uh, stand up to leadership if I have to to get things done. Um, I was a founder of the Conservative Caucus in Missouri, and uh, you know, put, we had to fight leadership to pass the Second Amendment Protection Act. We had to fight leadership to pass the heartbeat bill. We had to fight leadership to stop the endless expansion of welfare and government programs that it seems the Jeff City Swamp always wants to impose upon the, us. And that same sort of leadership, that same sort of willingness to fight, I believe, is what the people of the 3rd Congressional District want in a congressman in Washington. Dr. Bob, we remember back to a bill that uh, you had when you were in the House of Representatives in the state of Missouri going on, what, 15 years ago? Yeah. That has yes. a lot of import right now, Doc, and that's that was your bill that passed on immigration reform. Well, you're right, John. You know, it was uh, it was back in 2008. The Governor Matt Blunt uh, signed my bill uh, to make Missouri uh, the strongest state in the country fighting illegal immigration. We banned sanctuary cities. We cracked down on contractors who were using illegal aliens and we ended catch and release. You know, but as important as that law was, John, the real problem today is that Joe Biden and the Democrats are enabling um, 7 million illegal aliens to cross our border, as many as 200,000 in a month. That's a problem Washington created and only Washington can solve. And and that's why I want to go to uh, Washington as your next congressman. Uh, Senator, we appreciate you joining us live, and I uh, definitely appreciate you coming on, um, taking our questions. I want to talk about the district itself, because obviously this is a very Republican district. Whoever wins this primary will be the clear favorite in this race. And this is a a fairly new district with the map. But just to let people know, because I know there's confusion, most of you in Columbia are going to be in this uh, this, uh, district that Senator Anders talking about. Columbia would be essentially south of Broadway, but you folks... Ashland, you folks in Hartsburg, you folks in California, Missouri, Fulton, Jefferson City, Boonville, big chunk of our listening area will be in this district. Obviously not all of you, but the district senator goes uh, down Montgomery County, down I-70, takes in St. Charles County, and that's my question. St. Charles County, a huge, huge Republican voting block 
in elections. How critical is your home county from your perspective to winning this race against, let's face it, Mary Elizabeth Coleman's a tough candidate. Yeah, yeah. My um, my own home county of St. Charles is a very uh, solid Republican county, a solid conservative county. Um, St. Charles County comprises about a third of the entire district. Um, you know, Jefferson County um, is 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 only about nine percent. So, really, St. Charles County and Central Missouri are the uh, most important uh, parts of the um, uh, of this. Uh, uh, third uh, congressional district, really, again, St. Charles County plus Central Missouri are really almost the whole of the Central Missouri um, of this of this congressional district. You know, in my home county, I have name idea of about 70 percent and district wide about 46 percent. Uh, so I am really well known in my area, probably in large part because of doing shows like this over the years, both in both in St. Charles and uh, while I was in Jeff City on your own radio station. Uh, yeah. Uh, here. Um, so I believe that voters throughout the district do know me well, know me to be a conservative fighter, know me to be an effective uh, conservative, and uh, I, I really feel very good about this race. Dr. Bob Onder joins us on 1045 News Radio 950 KWOS and 939 The Eagle with a major announcement running for. Congressional District 3 here in uh, in Missouri, which is just a strange district. Bob, uh, you're an allergy immunology specialist. Um, yes. And I don't know if you share my feelings, but I, I think people have become so resigned after Obamacare uh, failed to be crushed because of the thumbs down John McCain, that famous image we still hold in our heads during the Trump administration. Um is there any hope that that issue could really be brought to the fore with leadership uh, like yours and others who share a medical background in the in the legislature, the federal legislature, um, to try to really bring disruptive innovation? And uh, by disruptive, I mean disrupting the increasingly consolidated medical industrial complex, which is choking people's access to, to great health care. Yeah, that's absolutely uh, right, Randy. Um, you know, the, the health care industry, and I hate to think of it as an industry, is about 20% of the American economy. You know, just this week, I was talking to uh, Dr. Phil Rowe. He's a retired uh, physician who it was a congressman, retired congressman from Tennessee. He and other Republican physicians in um, Congress wrote the Obama repeal, the Obamacare repeal bill, yes, that famous bill that passed the House of Representatives and that failed by one vote, the famous, famous John McCain thumbs down. So that really tells how impactful, again, but for uh, John McCain uh, selling us out, basically, um, that, that, that bill largely written by people who understood the health care industry, who understood the needs of their patients, we could have repealed Obamacare. So f- certainly uh, improving our very dysfunctional health care system is something that, uh, as a physician in Congress, I believe I could help with. 
we need to do a we need to do a lot of things in healthcare, but especially we need to empower consumers, create more consumer mm-hmm. choice in healthcare. For instance, direct primary care, which Amen. I know you have embraced, is, <laughs> is, is is a big part of the solution. If you know, if more Americans, um, more seniors had access to direct primary care. Our bills for things like emergency room visits, hospital visits, uh, urgent care visits would go down dramatically. You know, we need Americans to be able to uh, spend more of their health care dollar and not be uh, tied to this government system of Medicaid and uh, Obamacare exchanges and, and regulations that stifle competition. All the regulations that stifle uh, innovation and competition in health care, things like certificate of need, things like hospital regulations, things like restrictions on specialty hospitals. We need more competition, more consumer choice in healthcare, not the big oligopolies and cartels that dominate our uh, healthcare system today. Yeah, there's uh, there's no better physician in the land, and I'm confident this will be a, uh, a vigorous uh, and and quite um, effervescent campaign. This will be interesting, Bob. Can't wait to see how things roll out for you. Thanks for being on with us very, very shortly after your big announcement this morning. Really appreciate that. And uh, obviously, we will be touching base with you, as we will with many of the candidates over the, uh, over the following few months. Look forward to talking to you again, and best of luck, brother. Thank you, Randy. Thank you, Stephanie and John. Have a great weekend. All right. There he is, Dr. Bob Onder. Uh, the plot thickens. Mary Elizabeth Coleman just the other day, and now Bob Onder. Taylor Burks was with us earlier and was in the week was seriously considering. Seriously considering. Will any others throw their hat in? Stephanie, again, uh, rights of first refusal? No. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Hannah, make sure you clip that, okay? Got Got it. All right. Coming back with the morning bell with our own Stephanie Bell in just a minute. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Mid-Missouri's number one rated morning show. Uh, you might want to fact check that. I hear the morning bell. I can't wait to hear what the markets might do today, Stephanie. And on tap for today, we're going to do a little buffet of big tech news. A buffet of big tech news. Okay, what's up? There's a lot going on in big tech, but first, uh, with respect to the futures, Dow uh, just slightly down this morning, S&P and NASDAQ up in the green um, for this week's last day of the market and a feel-good Friday. Um, Big tech news out. We had a lot of earnings out this week, which Mm -hmm. was really exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, everyone can say what they want. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, we also have a job Jobs report mm-hmm. in today. Uh, the U.S. added 353,000 jobs. Better than um, expected. Better than expected. Joe Biden. That's Bidenomics. It's not there Bidenomics. You go. Um, but better than expected. <laughs> uh, so good news. Uh, and so that will we'll see that probably reflected yeah. in the market. But also we got uh, earnings reports out of Apple, Amazon, and Meta this week. Meta had a, you know, Mark Zuckerberg might have had, had a bad day in Congress where he had to apologize. Fine. But he is going to be laughing all the way to the bank. Mm-hmm. Meta announced that it will pay its first ever dividend. And wow. I think its stock shot up like 14% after that announcement. Holy cow. Um, they had better than expected earnings, as did um, Amazon and Apple. So big uh, day in re- uh, earnings reports yesterday. Um, also kind of in the big tech space, uh, Hannah, and I think this might affect you more than others, but have you seen this drama over TikTok and the Universal Music Group? 
I don't think I have. Okay, well, it's really recent, but um, Universal Music Group and TikTok are in a huge fight over licensing rights. And yesterday, huh. uh, so about uh, maybe now it's been thirty six hours. Universal Music Group pulled all of their entire catalog of music from Ooh. TikTok. Whoa! Now Universal Music Group includes Billie Eilish, Taylor Swift, mm. Ouch. Drake. Everything and so yeah, you and, name it. and Universal Whoa. is saying TikTok, you're basically a music app, and we're not, you know. And so they've been negotiating, and TikTok's like we're an artist first, and but a lot of the creators are angry because now when you try to go create a video, none of those songs that you really want to use for your videos are allowed, and and that probably means that if you have created a video using that sound, that that sound is no longer there so it's a silent video exactly and that's really Mm. funny because people were posting they're like this was a video of me dancing to a fun song but now when you play it and it's silent and i look like i'm dancing to nothing somebody having a seizure now i feel good protecting intellectual property rights i feel good there a video of stephanie dancing to no music out there somewhere there There is there you dancing to no music well it was a it was a radio thing that was the deal when her meta stock went way up yeah that's Right, that's right. Well, and my question, and I don't know the technology behind this, but like, you know, if they reach a deal, does all the music like magically reappear on those past videos or is it, you know, or is it only going to be going forward on new videos? So TikTok's just under a lot of fire right now. And I think for so long, you know, obviously, you know, China aside, um, it's been kind of the hot app among teens. But I don't know about you, Hannah. It's it's under fire right now for all of the salesy stuff. It's really gotten TikTok shop and dominated by ads. And now with this latest music thing, it's not having a very good quarter. No. But I'm not too unhappy about that. You can still follow me at producer underscore Hannah. (laughs) All right, coming up, winners and losers. Is TikTok a winner, a loser? Is the music group a winner and loser? Maybe are you as a consumer the winner or loser? We don't know whether Hannah's going to make it back to the next segment. She's crying so badly that TikTok music is in trouble. We'll have to see. A doctor and a lawyer walk into a bar, and hilarity ensues. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. And now for nominees for the winners and losers of the week. It's that time of the week when we ask you to weigh in on that, as we do as well. Winners and losers, your nominations welcome. 573-874-9390. Stephanie? Uh, I'll start off with the first winner with the announcement that we just heard on this show of Bob Onder entering CD3 race. Uh, I think the winners are the people who are left in the lieutenant governor's race. I mean, he's a formidable candidate. And I think if you're still in that race, um, you know, with him bowing out, um, there's also, I know there's rumors. I think I saw this morning, there's rumors of David Wassinger. He's an attorney in St. Louis. He ran against Sondra McDowell of maybe entering that race or another statewide race. Um, and there are other people that are rumored of entering that race. So it kind of opens up one of the statewide offices that was previously a bit more crowded okay john winners losers in betweeners i've got some uh three winners as a matter of fact sound like brian (laughs) (laughs) about the pilot of the helicopter was able to uh after a malfunction on that was able to land safely at jefferson city's memorial airport monday afternoon the old line pilots any landing you can walk away from is a good landing that's true Uh, Remembering former Senator Jean Carnahan, also the former uh, former first lady of the state of Missouri, first female senator to represent Missouri, 
passed away at age 90 this week, died on Tuesday. And happy birthday to us, KWS, this week, celebrating its 87th birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. You scooped me on that one, boy. That's that's definitely, I think we'll just double down. Everyone can agree. That is amazing. That's it. We've got photos up. Uh, Hannah's done a nice job getting that on Facebook. And John and I have put up stories. KWS.com, 939theeagle.com, including President Harry Truman delivering a major presidential speech from the back of a train with a KWS microphone and mic flag right there. KWS FM mic flag. (laughs) That's right. If that tells you how far back that goes. Exactly. Uh, Jack gives us a couple of uh, MU Wrestling Oklahoma State Sunday at 1. Okay, MU is nationally ranked. Happy birthday. Um, Jack says uh, Central Missouri because we get... Wake up mid-Missouri live every weekday. Well, we won't argue Aww. with that. Thank you, Great. Jack. There you that's go. Really, awesome. That's kind of you. Really Thank appreciate you, that. Uh, Sandy, by the way, says happy birthday, of course, to KWOS. Hannah, winners and losers. Uh, my winner of the week, yesterday we were asking for folks who planned on voting for Biden to call yes. or text us here on the show. Good one. Um, we had one brave soul named Tim yeah. who reached out and was very nice and polite about explaining why he great. was going to be voting for Biden. So Tim is one of my winners of the week. John also scooped me on KWOS being winner of the week for their 87th birthday. Uh, my loser of the week, I have two of them. Uh, first is Randall Tobler <laughs> for not reading the fine print on yeah. his parking spot yeah, in you Jefferson me. City. Yeah, you scooped me. On, I, I was going to name uh, myself as a loser on that one. And my other loser of the week, this is in the headlines, but I haven't heard a lot of people talking about it. Darius Rucker yes. is facing some drug charges we saw that. in oh. Tennessee. Uh, that came out yesterday. He was released on bond, but he's he's facing some misdemeanor drug charges. So he is kind of known for having a little bit of a past with substance abuse, but and it for like, like 10 years he was clean, I think. And it wasn't marijuana, it was controlled substances. Yeah, I've seen that the authorities kind mm-hmm. of are keeping tight-lipped on what it was, but interesting for Darius Rucker. Yeah, it is very interesting. And in Missouri... Um, Hannah, it's interesting. A lot of times people ask, is it meth or is it marijuana, cocaine? In Missouri, the statute, as Jen Bukowski eloquently has said, we, we don't know. It just says possession of a controlled substance. Um, so it, it, most of the time we won't know that until a trial or in a court document. But that our statute's written a little bit different than other states. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Brian, Brian Houseworth. I've got three winners uh, this week. Um, I've got two, and I'm going to try not to get choked up on the third one, but okay. something really hit me pretty pretty hard this week um, yeah. that uh, my friend Marissa Holloway did a great piece on. But I'm going to start with Senator Josh Hawley. I think he's a winner of the week. Anytime you can get the Facebook CEO under oath to apologize on national television to families who have been cyberbullied and other social media issues. Zuckerberg went, it couldn't have possibly been in the script. I've never quite frankly, I've never seen anything quite like it in my life. I thought that was huge and, uh, and and it's a big deal. So Josh Hawley would be my first winner of the week. Second winner, I think I'm uh, joining John on this one, Jean Carnahan. Jean Carnahan, just a, um, I knew her. She was the first first lady I really got to know when I was a young reporter down at uh, radio station Jefferson City. Gracious woman and uh, could not have been any nicer. She really enjoyed. She really worked on 
that mansion quite a bit. And uh, I just saw her and Russ, her son, the former congressman. I was down at the Bicentennial in 2021, and she... She had a hard time walking. I remember talking to her, and she just she was not in the best of health. But uh, it reminded me sometimes that I helped my own mother walk. Russ Carnahan was just such a gracious son to to help her. But she was so you should have seen her face when Kit Bond walked into the room. She was very very excited about that. So that's it, huh? You got another? I got one. one more. Okay, one more. And this story just it, it hit me. I have a friend. Her name is Marissa Hollywood here in town. People know her. And I, I was watching this week on, on Channel 17. I, she's not there anymore, but she is doing stories for the packages for the Central Missouri Foster Care and Adoption Association. I had that on because I think I was watching about the, I was waiting for a story about the wreck in Moberly. And she came on with a package. Um, it was about foster care and adoption. She interviewed a, a young kid named, a young man, his 14 years old named Kyle. And Kyle, he had a hat on that said, pick me. And this this young man is he just wants to be adopted. It was so I don't know, it just hit me really hard to see that because I've been showered with love. I can't imagine this young man. I was so impressed um not only with the performance he did and the job he did on that interview, but I thought Marissa putting that on, and um, she told me she's doing those packages. Um, I reached out to her. I said, are you back over there? She said, I'm doing some packages for Central Missouri Foster Care and Adoption Association. So Marissa Holloway and a young a young man named Kyle are winners of the week. And Kyle, I hope you find a home, and I do hope someone picks you. And mm-hmm. for folks who want more info, you can go to MoFosterAdopt.com. Yeah, very, absolutely. absolutely. Very absolutely. moving indeed. Well, Rick helped me think of a last-minute winner I hadn't thought of. Uh, Listener Rick reminded us that there are several states, governors, that are supporting in various ways uh, the Texas border problem and Governor Abbott down there. Um, Because uh, at the same time, you think of the losers in all of the worst kind of a way and in a very sympathetic way. The families of those four men, one of whom is now in rehab, the three who died Probably the toxicology's in. I heard Dr. Michael Bowden yep. this morning, Biden talking about that. Probably, my guess is this will be probably something to do with fentanyl. There's some murmurs in the reporting about that. This crisis affects everyone. It affects us in this community, in nearby communities, across all of America. And um, think of those families. I mean, they lost in the worst kind of way. Uh, and it's just a tragedy. And we haven't begun to see the end of it yet. I mean, until this border is locked down and we see some change in that policy. Governor Parson is set to join 13 other governors at the border on Sunday um, in support of Texas Governor Abbott. 13 governor, right? Two o'clock Eagle Pass on Sunday. So, yes, the governor is going to be there. And the Governor Parson just blasted President yeah. Biden on the issue of uh, of that border. He he he. He basically said President Biden's policies are reckless. And I don't normally shout out winners that are family, but my son-in-law, Tom, and my daughter, Sammy, took it under their visage to help me fix a a motorized chair at the office. Mm. It just shot craps, and one one part wouldn't go down, and it really impaired ability to do stuff. So we only had one left. And I thought I was going to have to drive this old older and apparently i called the manufacturer obsolete we're not going to talk to you i thought i was going to have to drive it up to iowa the guy thought wow. he might have a graveyard and it would be seventeen hundred dollars to put in a sir they went to work on it found that it's a capacitor and then they went and found and i mean it looks like three d batteries put together 
this is going to be like a $10 fix. Plus the exorbitant fee that they're going to charge me. But my point is persistence and resilience. Thank you. Thank you to them. And that's a good example for all of us to remember. I Don't thought, give up. Honestly, awesome. I thought you were going to nominate me for finding your eye drops. Oh, I should do that. <laughs> Absolutely. That is the ultimate winner. <laughs> Stephanie is the ultimate winner on that. That's and right. if you haven't seen the video of Randy being reunited with his eye drops, oh, that's it's awesome. posted on the Wake Up in Missouri I Facebook was, page. I, was I have so never I have never seen this man <laughs> with a bigger smile on his face than when he got to put those drops in his eye. Collectively, we That's have to awesome. ask. I wonder if those are the same brand that Darius Rucker uses. <laughs> oh. Oh. No, these are Optes. Uh, collectively, uh, you know, the roll carts were rolled out. Does that make Columbia citizens winners or losers today? I well, don't know. It, winners. it, it depends. Uh, it, well, it depends on perspective. But again, people neither till March. They are. They are, they are getting. They are getting ready right now to issue, I'm not making this up, booklets to so, oh so we can have instructions. Because there are people that don't know how to use them. They don't. It's, called, are, it's called a handle, they're, they're, wheels, they're, and a lid. Are you kidding no, me, Brian? They're, they're working on booklets right now. And so if people need instructions, they are working on those. But people are still, you know, some people are mad because they don't have theirs. The, I haven't done a ton of reporting on it because they won't start it till March the uh, the fourth. But Channel Seventeen, Mitch Kaminsky did a live shot the other night, standing next to a roll card, um, and uh, in Rosenbaum at St. Louis Public Radio, just couldn't understand what's taking so long. It's just it's because they kept putting it on the ballot, and it would get voted down, then voted up. But no, we are going to have booklets on how to teach us on how to use roll cards, and we will have a public education campaign. Of a firm that's going to help us learn how to use the rope. But cards why as well. is it taking till March? Like you get it now. I mean, when you move into a new community, mm-hmm. you get the you know you get it on the weekend and it, it works the next week. Because one of it is the trash trucks, and also they got to make sure everything's March fourth is to be exact. It's really not that far away. It's about a month, but they that's that's the date that they're going to. Start. And I have a news flash right. from my wife on another loser. Uh oh! You know, I went off on Jefferson City for not giving me five minutes of grace after I felt uh, fed the meter, and I was just having fun with my friend Mayor Ron Fitzwater. But now, I'm sorry, guys. She just texted me: the JC citation is paid, a two dollar convenience fee added (laughs) (laughs) for a total of eight dollars. Wow! Oh, I'm sorry. Equivalent of court costs there, Doctor. And and see, Mayor Fitzwater's going, no, Randy, you're the winner because it was convenient. So there you go. Let's see what Rich has to say. Hi, Rich. Good morning. What's up? I uh, I wanted to nominate a loser. Oh, is uh, the mayor and the city council for. going against the will of the voters and in still implementing these damn roll cards. Mm, yeah, that was an ordinance that was passed, right? And well, and they the, unilaterally banned. Okay. <laughs> the voters banned, voted yeah. to ban the roll cards, right. and then they right. overturned right. it. Okay, thanks. All and right. that's, that's a little confusing. They, we have they to head out, vote, but why don't we... did vote to do that, and then the, the, the it was put back on, on a council vote. Can you straighten that out when we come back for uh, leftovers? Yeah, I can't. What, what no, time? you can't. You I, can't. I okay, can't. okay. Yeah. All right, we'll talk about that on leftovers. <laughs> Stay there. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri. Miss some of the show? Check out our podcast at ninety three ninety Eagle dot com.
there's a big old serving of leftovers. Enjoy. Yeah. Hey, I want to remind you, in case you weren't with us earlier, um, we had some fun. And I'm going to play this again because it was just a lot of fun. Uh, those of you who may not know, here we go. Listen to this. I wanted to play this for you. How come it won't play? Here we go. Here, listen to this. This is great. Doesn't it make you feel good? John Moore, she might as well be. That's Ruby Lee from Travis Fitzwater's district in Foley, Missouri, right? 16-year-old phenomenon. She was second up, a second runner-up on, on The Voice? Is that Our first runner-up, runner I think. Up? Yeah, she was, yeah. She, yeah, she came. I'm, every time I hear her, it makes me think that old, that old country, Patsy Montana cowboy sweetheart. So. Yeah, yeah. She sang one of those on The Voice. She sang that song. That was okay, at the Missouri. That's why I remember. That Missouri. was her. That was her audition, I believe. That was at the Missouri Capitol's Whispering Gallery yesterday. Travis Fitzwater, Senator Fitzwater, posted that on his on his Twitter account, and I thought, my gosh, what a golden voice! It reminded me of Julie Andrews singing from you know the top of the mountains there in Austria on the Sound of Mucus, uh, Sound of Music. Where you'll be revisiting. We will be revisiting. Scotty Cox from Clear 99 and myself. And my wife's going to go along. We didn't get to spend enough time in Switzerland. We visited Sean in Germany several years ago. So we're going to uh, spend a lot of time there along with Austria, uh, Innsbruck, Austria. Wasn't the, yeah, I think the Winter Olympics were in Innsbruck several years ago, weren't they? I know they were. Yeah. Yes, they were. Yeah. And, um. And also a little time in Bavaria, go to a castle there, and great food. I know we're looking forward to that. Great uh, company. Hannah says, I will be allowed to play. Will I be allowed to talk politics with our friends that accompany us on the trip? That's between you and the wake-up fam that goes along. I hope so. Yeah, we're looking for a bunch of folks to hang out with us. I just wouldn't want to sit next to you on the plane. That's all I'm saying. Why not? (laughs) You can borrow his eye drops. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't like the cologne or the deodorant or well, what? if you're going to be talking politics the whole time well, but if you're going to be talking tiktok the whole time i don't want to sit by you oh there you go <laughs> we'll just sit on opposite ends of the plane actually i love this people ask me how do you, do you like the so anyway there's an informational thing february 27th informational meeting and we'll be hanging out i don't know maybe i'll even bring a little toblerone chocolates along no relation but the name's the same you like chocolates don't you hannah yeah they're not bad just don't put it. Just don't put it in your oatmeal. I, I still can't get that chocolatey oatmeal you made that one day. That oh. was cocoa powder, oh which, by the way, looked like liquid nails in the. <laughs> I've shared this with the Wake Up Fam before. <laughs> I don't know if I've shared it with you, Randy. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up, instead of getting our mouths washed out with soap, mm-hmm. my brother and I had to like take a spoonful of Hershey's baking cocoa. Whoa. Ooh, yeah, that could be right. That's like the cinnamon challenge of a few years ago. Well, My I'm, mom used lava soap on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had some Life Boy, I think. It's yeah. edible, right? It's not going to hurt you, but it does not taste good yeah. at all. Not good for your dog, either. Well, yeah. good thing we were children, yeah. not dogs. But. <laughs> so February 27th, 530, <laughs> you can learn more at kwos.com or, uh, or 939theeagle.com and come on out and uh, learn about the trip. That'll be fun. That'll be leaving. The trip leaves September 27th, so there'll be plenty of time to to uh, to get ready. Now, uh, Punxsutawney Phil this morning said that it's going to be spring, early. Bob Onder declared he's running for Congressional District 3. 
jobs are up. How else? How better can we feel for a uh, feel good Friday? Right, it's all That's good. It, and your wife paid your parking ticket. Yeah. Oh, and I had some overnight oatmeal too. We'll have to talk about that. Too. <laughs> Cue up! I got you, babe. Have a great weekend, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>